Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm here to share an incredible work with you. Just a quick reminder before we get started. All sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find the link in the episode description as well as on our Instagram at accessible.art.history. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. This week, I'm continuing our journey through the Rococo period. Although the Rococo era was a relatively short one in the history of art, I knew it needed to be covered over two episodes. Naturally, I had to cover the swing by Jean Onier Fregonard. It is one of the most iconic pieces of the period, and it's the work I think of whenever I hear the word Rococo. So, to learn more about it, then keep on listening. In the work The Swing, painted in 1767, the main focus is on a beautiful young woman. She is finely dressed in a pink and lace gown and laughs flirtatiously as the swing flies upward. The swing is being pulled by an old man who remains hidden in the shadows. There is another man in this work. He lies in the lush grass, looking up at the woman. As she kicks her leg up in the air, sending her shoe flying, the young man catches a glimpse of her petticoats. The scene takes place in a lush garden, which has the symbolism that I'll discuss later. It's abundant, but clearly designed as our two sets of statues. The first, on the left-hand side, is a Cupid figure. His hand is raised to his lips, as if asking the viewer to keep the liaison a secret. Fregonard actually based this detail on an actual Rococo-era statue. It is called Menacing Love, and was created by Antienne Maurice Falconet in 1757. The other statue was a classically inspired Putti fountain. Two Putti, or small Cupid figures, ride a dolphin. There are small droplets of water that spurt out. The symbolism for these two statues reinforce the theme of frivolous flirtation. The name of the original owner has been lost to history, but the story around the commission has remained. Allegedly, a member of the French royal court asked artist Gabriel-Francois Doyen to paint the piece as a tribute to his mistress. However, Doyen was uncomfortable with the idea and passed it on to Fragonard. Originally, the courtier had wanted the old man in the right corner to be a bishop, but Fragonard changed him to be a layman. That seems to be the only edits that he made. Records indicate that it was owned by a series of noble families, both before and after the French Revolution. In 1865, the work was purchased by the English Earl of Hartford. He left it to his illegitimate son, Sir Richard Wallace, along with the rest of his massive collection. Today, this collection operates as the Wallace Collection in the heart of London. Although by our standards, this Burke may seem tame as far as sensuality goes, it actually pushed the limits for the time. The flirtatious glances, the flipped-up skirt, and the lush gardens are all representations of sexual love. It's beast to fertility and frivolity, to reckless abandon and irresponsibility. The swing pushes the boundaries of what was acceptable in good society. This is likely the reason it has remained in a private collection for its entire lifespan. Subjects were not to be discussed in public, but were permissible behind closed doors. I covered the Rococo period quite extensively in the last episode, but I still thought it was important to cover it a bit in this one as well. His artistic style sprung out of the excess of the 17th and 18th century French court. The strong emotions and motion of the Baroque era were transformed by softer lines and pastel colors to cultivate an aura of brightness not seen for centuries. Art became romantic and light. Next, I'm going to cover Fregonard and the decline of the Rococo era, but first, Let's take a quick ad break.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, now that we're back, let's dive into the life of Jean Onier Fregonard. He was born on April 5, 1732, to a glove maker and his wife in Grasse. This town is located in the south of France, close to the Italian border. Due to his father's poor business decisions, he was sent to Paris as a teenager to support the family as a notary. While living there, Fregonard's artistic talent was discovered by artist Francois Bousset. His talent was encouraged, and he was even sent to Rome to study further. In 1765, Fregonard was admitted to the French Royal Academy, a great honor. For more information on this institution, make sure to check out last week's episode. This led to his works being noticed by the royal court and commissions came rolling in. However, when Fregonard tried to expand into genres besides flirtatious pieces, they were not well received. This led to frustration and Fregonard gave up the Rococo style for a while. Unfortunately, many of his clients lost their lives during the French Revolution. This effectively ended his career, and Fregener died on August 22, 1806, in relative obscurity. The influence of his work was not truly appreciated until about a century after his passing. Today, Fregonard is remembered as one of the great artists of the Rococo period. Just as the French Revolution brought a swift end to Fregonard's career, it also brought about an end to the Rococo period. The revolution was a part of a larger movement called the Enlightenment. It was a period marked by growth in intellectualism, in science, and in philosophical reason. This was a time of the rational, not frivolity. In essence, it was the exact opposite of the Rococo. Artists and intellectuals of the Enlightenment rejected Rococo art as silly and not worthy of discussion. It lacked substance and therefore merit. This is why the Rococo period was such a small blimp on the art history radar. The evolution from the Baroque was a reaction to the peak of noble power. The Enlightenment was an evolution to the start of something new, when the common person could begin to think for themselves. This just goes to show how art is a true reflection of human nature and the drive to understand the world around us. The Swing by Jean Onier Fregonard is a flirtatious and sensual work. For many art historians, it captures the essence of the Rococo period perfectly. Make sure to tune in next week as I transition to the neoclassical period with The Oath of the Harashi by Jacques-Louis David. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history for updates and keep an eye out for our next episode. They drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform.